0: Hi, how you doing? Rev Fred here. So, today's teaching is going to be about free will. I've talked about free will quite a bit, but this is a little bit of a different slant. You know, I've been thinking a lot about, um, like, freedom of speech. Only because, you know, I have found myself being a limited in my speech on uh, digital platforms because I talk about God and I talk about faith and uh, talk about changing the way you eat and how that can change your physical body as far as sickness and disease and stuff is concerned. And and I believe fasting has helped me become uh, free from diabetes and stuff like that. It doesn't matter if it's the truth or not. It seems to be. If it goes against the narrative of um, big pharma and government uh, overreach and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, I would not say that I am a rebel. In most sense of the word, I'm not a rebel at all but hence this is the situation i find myself in based on my opinions and so you know i used to be on youtube with my podcasts it's still most of my podcasts up until the last probably a half a dozen or so are not no longer on there because they can't upload to there and they won't they won't let me they stopped allowing me to comment uh, because i talked about faith, I talk about love, Um, I minister to people, what are, I, anyways, but okay, this is my, this is my um, thoughts about that, I sort of understand why government and these big corporations have decided to start uh, monitoring what people are saying because they're trying to they say get rid of hate speech you know and some people have determined that the words in the bible can uh be interpreted as hate speech which my personal opinion is it's exactly the opposite um God is all about love. Like, seriously, the whole Bible is about love. People be like, oh, well, what it was, and it says in the Old Testament that, uh, you know, God says to wipe out a whole group of people and, you know, kill all the animals and everything. It's like, that's love. You might not like the way it manifests itself, but that's love. You know, and I'm not going to get into a teaching on it, but I could if you really wanted to, but... I'm not going to. Basically, protecting his people. Just like any good leader would protect their people against an invading force. Or a for, or group of people who may be trying to um, displace the authority of the person in power. So if God's in power, God has a will, God has uh, what he wants from his people and these want to come in and destroy that and superimpose their will over the people of God's will and they need to live like they say, not like God says, and no. God is the arbiter of truth. (laughs) He's the one we need to go to for that and nobody else. No, and if You want to look at that in the grand scheme of things. All you have to do is look at how God has given free will to us. And how he's God, right? So he could do whatever he wants to do. Yet, he chose not to stop hate. ...to come into the world. Well, Why wouldn't he stop hate? Because hate's bad. Why wouldn't he stop the serpent... ...from talking to Eve... ...and convincing her to... ...eat the uh, apple... ...not the apple, the, the fruit. Everybody calls it an apple... ...but it doesn't say it was an apple. Just a piece of fruit. What it was, we don't know. But anyways tangent (laughs) so he didn't stop the serpent he could have he could have not allowed the serpent in there like he had after Adam and Eve fell he put uh, um, angels by the gates of Eden and they couldn't go in there after that well why didn't he do that in the first place he knew that there was Satan he knew that Satan didn't like what God was doing He knew that he would probably go after them. He's God. He knows everything. So, but he chose not to. Why did he chose not to? Why did he choose not to? Why would he not just cut the head off that serpent at the beginning before it ever started? Well, it's it's pretty simple (laughs) if you take a wider look at it. Have you ever met a person that hasn't had any struggles in their life? Everything was given to them. Uh, They had all the freedom to do and think whatever they wanted to all the time. And there was no opposition. I think you have. Pretty much the society that we live in right now walks in that. People who are led by their emotions all the time. You can't say that. That hurts my feelings. You can't say that. That hurts my feelings. You can't call me that. That hurts my feelings. That's not my pronoun. That hurts my feelings. Don't call me this. It hurts my feelings. Everything, everything, everything is about them and their feelings. Everything. They are led by their emotions. They are led by their feelings. Why? No opposition. They were protected. You couldn't say things around them. They weren't allowed to see things. They weren't allowed. I'm all for (coughs) raising the kids that we have the way we see fit. And to say they won't look at this, they won't look at that, I don't think that's wrong. I think that's right. Uh, But to say that they can't be in conflict ever, that's a problem. To say that they should be given everything they want, that's a problem. Even God has allowed hate speech to come into the world to cause us to have to cope with that, to deal with that. Why? To recognize and understand that we are not led by our emotions and that if we allow those things and those people to make us feel a certain way, Then we're in trouble. We got to take control of how our our emotions and how we feel. Man, I was, and you know, it's not it's not difficult for me to see how um, somebody could be a dictator, or somebody could have a um, a corporation that has a social media um, business that sees interactions and goes. These people don't know how to govern themselves. These people don't know how to act with one another. We need to take control of the situation and make it better for them. We need to not allow them to see this because, you know, that's hate. And if they see that, or if they hear about, you know, you can do this and and you you don't need to take that medication. Well, you know, what if they try it and it doesn't work and then they die? Oh, well, uh, you know, if we let them see that, well, then it's we're responsible for that. Okay, well, so what's the what's the going r- uh, rate for what it is to say is actual medical advice? Okay, well, we have an organization that does that, so let's just take everything they say and say that's good. Why? Okay, because there's a, a chance that somebody down the road will say, "Oh, on your platform, uh, I saw this and I did it and I didn't help me I got even sicker so I'm going to sue you oh well you can't sue us that was medical advice that was given by the professionals you need to go talk to them and they have uh, you know insurance to cover this kind of malpractice situation maybe that's why maybe it's whatever the situation is and I and you know I wasn't disagreeing with uh, uh, hate speech You know, it's funny because I remember when, not long ago, there was people on the streets protesting against um, the uh, Israel and protesting for the Palestinians. Um, And my first instinct was, these people are nuts. How can they be supporting uh, these terrorists that literally did horrible things to people like, and, then I, and then I got even more bewildered when I'm like hey, wait a second the LGBT community supporting Hamas which is a Muslim terrorist organization that would kill those people if they saw them in the streets in the country they're talking about, they literally—if you had your crazy blue hair and you're walking down the streets of Palestine or Gaza—they would shoot you. But you're supporting them, and I thought, "Well, these people are nuts. How in the heck can they do that? You know how?" And then I thought, "Well, that—they're evil. That's, thats evil." I'm like. So yeah, I I could yeah. We need to control this. We not you shouldn't be showing the people that are supporting this this organization because this is stupid. These people are they don't know what they're doing. Somebody needs to help these people because they don't know how to help themselves. You know, and that may make might make complete sense to you, but they have to write to say whatever idiotic thing comes in their head. And I have to give them the right to do that. I have to. Why? Because I am ordained by God to have the right to speak my mind. Even if my opinion is completely and utterly idiotic. Because maybe I need to see objectively what everybody else around me thinks about what I just said. You you might be in a university and you're being brainwashed because they all are. They all are being brainwashed. Most of the university professors, they're all nuts. You know, not all of them, but a majority of them. They've been brainwashing children since the 50s about gender ideology, and all kinds of other things, and anti-God, and, you know, it's just been a progressive thing to take God out of everything, because, you know, you know, atheism started becoming more popular, you know, and I'm not going to get into atheism, because I've already done it before, but, uh, so, so I had to come to that realization that I have to be allowed, I have to be willing to be allowed to listen to what uh, these people have to say. Now, I don't have to agree with the actions done by uh, an organization that hates uh, Christians and Jews and regular Muslims. Like, you know, these people are terrorists, they're uh, an offshoot of a faith that doesn't always believe in what they believe in. Now, the majority of Muslims don't believe in that kind of stuff. I am not a Muslim, I'm a Christian, so it's different for me. So I can see how a person who gets into a position of power would try to design a society that uh, doesn't allow people to say certain things, doesn't allow some company to get too big, uh, or some person to be too rich you know i can see how socialist situation would make some sense but then i have to come to the realization that that's not god's will it's not if it was god's will that's the way it would have been from the beginning and it never would have changed but he's willing for us to go through these uh, birthing pains and figuring out who we are why because we need to be tested to know that we can be uh, able to go through difficult things when they come our way. And we can have faith despite our circumstances. I don't believe I don't believe that God creates pain and suffering in the world. I believe there is pain and suffering in the world and God is there to help us get through it. I don't believe that I should judge God for allowing pain and suffering. I understand why He allows it. He allows it because we need to be grown up. We need to learn how to cope. We need to learn how to deal with stuff. Life is not supposed to be easy, but it can be peaceful and full of joy, depending on your focus. Free will, man, it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I have to be willing to listen to an opinion other than my my own in order to know that what I have stands up under the pressure. That's it. When I understand what I believe stands up under the pressure. If it's not if my faith is not tested, it's not faith. It's just a belief system. But if it's tested and it persists after the testing, then it's faith. Then it brings me hope and joy and peace. Yeah. Interesting world we live in. Lots of craziness happening. I'm still happy. I still have peace. Even if I have to, every once in a while, watch somebody say some things that are truly horrible. But then I get to sit back and watch somebody who says things that are good. wholesome and loving and I think I have to allow that other one in order for this one to be able to speak because if they put limitations on who can speak and depending on their attitude what I get to hear I think that's a problem because they might determine what I have to say is hate speech And then I know in my heart it's not. And I have to maybe recognize and realize and maybe try to understand that that person on the other end who's saying something that is contrary to what I believe may actually believe that they're doing what's right as well. They may say that I'm deceived into believing the way I believe. So I may say they are deceived believing what they believe. But they have the they have the free will to believe it. I have the free will to believe it. That's a God-given gift, free will. Choice. God-given gift. Free will. God-given gift. Freedom of speech. God-given gift. Life and death are in your tongue. Just in case you're not clear, choose life. But they're in your tongue. So you can speak whatever you want. I choose to love. Anyways, I'm just saying, like, if there's anybody out there, young person, whatever, who doesn't know what to think or believe. I'm just going to give you my personal insight. I would suggest that you believe that there is a God and that he loves you and he created everything for you and for me, that he did everything he possibly could to give you freedom he give you every opportunity that he can to allow you to choose the actual extent of how you want to live eternally. there will be a day that'll come where you will no longer walk this earth. And he sent his son to die. For you to actually have a choice. If he did not send Jesus to die on the cross. For our salvation. We would not have a choice. But he did. And we do. Salvation is not just about the end, and that either you'll spend eternity outside of the presence of God, or in the presence of God. And I'm telling you, if you don't know God, you don't know what that means. You don't know what that means. You think you're living in a world without the presence of God, you're not. God is everywhere. There's only one place that he's designed in this entire universe that has no presence of him. And that's hell. And that's where you're going if you haven't decided that what God did was sufficient. And then accepted his sacrifice for you. Then you get to go to heaven. Think about it this way. Uh, We have oxygen that we breathe here. Right? And we breathe. We know we breathe. Maybe not as deeply as we... If we should. Or if we could. And if we did, we would be healthier. We would be free of all kinds of other issues. But because our oxygen level... Is what it is, that's how we live. me just imagine oxygen, it was the level of freedom and strength and energy that you could live in. So if we had a greater level of oxygen, we would live greater. Hell is a place with no oxygen at all, Heaven is a place that is 100% oxygen. We get to be fully and completely what we are supposed to be. In here, we have a low level of oxygen. We walk in somewhat of what we're supposed to be. So you don't, all you have to do is stop breathing for a little while. And you'll realize how bad it is to have nothing to breathe. That is just a small, little, tiny sample of what a place with nothing is, and what a place with everything is. That's the difference. It's hard to see or understand that, but if you dig into the Word, if you talk to people who understand, who believe, um, you might get a more of an understanding of what that is actually like. People make fun. They, people say silly things like, oh, well, all the heavy metal guys are all going to hell. Uh, all the drug dealers are going to hell. All the um, alcoholics are all going to hell. That sounds like the place for a party. you got to be completely idiotic to think that way. And some other people will say something like, uh, I've been to a church. Uh, It's a bunch of hypocrites there. They tell you one thing and they're doing something else. Uh, They're a work in progress. I'm sorry. You had that experience? But people are a work in progress. I am not perfect. Nobody is perfect. They're all in the process of working through. So you say they're hypocrites there. Okay, all right. So there's hypocrites there, yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. You're a, uh, a woodworker. And you've been doing it for a long time. And so, when you go to uh, push a piece of wood through a, a table saw, you just use your hand to push it through. Somebody says to you, I'm going to go buy a table saw, I'm learning how to use a table saw. Well, how would you recommend that I use a table saw? Well, there's this little handle thing, you put it on the wood and you push it through with this handle thing, it keeps you safe from cutting your hand. But that's not what you do. Well, no, it's not what I do, but it's probably what I should be doing, but it's not what I am doing. Wow. Well, then why should I do what you say to do and not just do what you're doing? Because there's a potential for you to hurt yourself, there's a potential for things to go very wrong. It's better for you to use this and then play it, do it that way. I'm not telling you what I'm doing is right. What I'm telling you is that I should be doing that as well, but I'm just lazy and I don't do it anymore. So my suggestion to you is use this little handle thing on the wood so you don't cut your hand off. Well, you're a hypocrite. You tell me to use that thing, but at the same time, you don't use it. So why should I believe what you're saying? Same situation. I I might be doing something that I know is sin. Because it is a struggle that I'm having. It is something that I'm trying to work through, work past, get dealt with. Could be anger. Could be frustration. Could be uh, uh, immoral sin, like watching pornography. It could be all kinds of things, right? You come to me and you say, Oh, as a, a new believer, what should I do and how should I? Well, the Bible says... This is what you say. This is what you do. This is how you act. The Bible says, you know, you shouldn't uh, indulge in sin. Well, hold on a second, but don't you indulge in sin? I do. I'm working on it, but, you know, the Bible says you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this, but you're doing it. Yeah. I'm not saying what I'm doing is right. What I'm saying is this is what's right, and what I'm doing is wrong. I know it's wrong, I have a savior, he has saved me, he wipes my sins clean, but I still don't want to do these sins. I'm still working on myself to try to stop doing those things, to allow God to change my heart to the point where I don't react out of anger and frustration anymore. I don't indulge in, well how do I do that, well you, you, you watch the way you think, you watch the way you act. You watch what you say. You watch what you watch. You check yourself. And you say, hey, I, I'm, I'm walking down a path to start doing something. I know I'm doing that. Okay, okay. Whoop. Somebody start praying. Instead of indulging in a thought. Same. Like, it's the same skill set for all things. Anger. Same thing. Uh, frustration. Same thing. Uh sin, stealing, uh, fighting, (laughs) it's the same process. There's a thought that happens, and you indulge the thought, and you go down the path. Next thing you know, you're doing the thing you shouldn't be doing. But if you learned how to halt that thought process and say, oh, thank you, Lord, for the reminder. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to look at that. You know, I'm not going to look at that person that way. I'm not going to think about that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. (coughs) But somebody new could come in and say, you're a hypocrite. I see you doing those things. And you tell me I shouldn't be doing those things, Bob. That's wrong. Yes, it's absolutely 100% wrong. But people are not Perfect. hypocrite anyway don't go into a church or a uh, a believing group and you know and think that you're there for them you're not you're there for you. Does that mean that you can't be a servant to them? No. Does, not, does that mean that you need to go in there and be somebody who just pulls and pulls and pulls and never pushes? You know what I mean by that is somebody who's always taking and never giving? No. That's not the way it should be. You should be thinking of yourself yourself In that situation, like you're joining a family. When you're in a family, it should be a give and take situation. Yes, the the parents are giving you wisdom, giving you food, giving you knowledge, and then you give by helping do the dishes, cleaning off the table. You do your part. You know, you you take part of that. I think the most, the best thing that people can do, like, you know, kids can do, is like, contribute to the household that you're living in. Anyways, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, I love you. I really do love you. I really do love you. I really do love you. I I hope this brings you wisdom and understanding. And, yeah. Praise God. wish I knew exactly what words to say to convince you that God's the answer. I find it much more advantageous for me to have a one-on-one conversation with people. Because it's easier to discern spiritually what's happening exactly with one person. And how to speak love into that one person. In a situation like this. Which a whole bunch of people. It's pretty much a generic situation that I'm doing. (laughs) Overall generic conversation. But I hope to meet you. Have a one-on-one conversation. But know that. If I can't get to you to meet with you. He can. He's everywhere all the time. Just ask him into your heart. Pray the Holy Spirit be there. You'll always have a helper with you at all times. And then you get to spend eternity with that helper and that God in a place of peace, joy and happiness. Quite the deal. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye.